Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. Let me go and introduce my co-host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, world. <laughs> I've got Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Steve. And I also have Mr. Andrew Mack with Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, good, good, good. Okay, well, um, a couple of things before we get going. Um, this is Labor Day, and um, somebody asked me, you know, what 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 is it that we really do celebrate? So it made me look it up. And so, Labor Day is an annual celebration of workers and the labor forces. The labor force's achievements, okay? The idea is to recognize the honor and honor the American labor movement and the ways in which American workers have contributed to the country's success over the years. Bottom line is, you know, we celebrate American labor by taking a day off. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love it. Anyway, but Labor Day also means something in fishing. Steve Carson, uh, t- today is a very special day if you're a first-time fisherman. You want to tell them what it is? Well, uh, it, it's a special day for anybody who's an angler because if you are already an angler and you have a friend, relative, neighbor, you know, whatever, acquaintance from work uh, that, that you think might be interested in fishing, today is a day that they can go out, you can take them, and they can go out without a license they don't need a california fishing license now that doesn't mean it's a free-for-all um you know all the bag limits still apply the gear restrictions still apply closed areas still apply but you don't need a fishing license so uh that is an excuse that you can no longer use to be the reason that you don't go fishing with someone else and it's a perfect opportunity to, uh, to introduce somebody to the sport and, you know, just get them out there and uh, let them have fun, and then they'll just maybe do it on their own or they'll ask you to take them again. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of the two days a year that we get, you know, quote-unquote free fishing, uh, no license required day. So any anybody over 16 years old can go out there and try it, and they can do it for free. That's really cool. Okay, it's an excellent uh, incentive to get somebody new uh, into our sport. All right. Having said that, let's uh, go ahead because one of the great places to start somebody out is maybe not the ocean, uh, but some of the local lakes and rivers. And so, Andrew Mack, I just queued it up for you. 
You ready to give us the report? <laughs> of course. I'm ready. I'm All actually right. out here at the ball field right now, so I got a little bit of time uh, before shooting time. So let's go ahead and start off. You're exactly right. Uh, I mean, the lakes, I mean, we all, you know, we all know people. We've probably done it ourselves when we first started as kids. You know, usually the most common fish you caught was usually your first one would be a bluegill. Um, you know, I think, uh, I mean, that was probably mine, you know, back when I was probably three, four years old. Uh, but uh, definitely some of the lakes uh, right now, uh, other options as well. There is uh, catfish going on. And now uh, today would be the official start of trout season, actually, in Southern California. Um, so we'll go ahead and start it there. Uh, Lake Gregory uh, just kicked off their derby today. It yeah, I heard they, they stocked like 2,000 pounds yesterday. Yep, 2,000 pounds of not only rainbow trout, but they mixed in uh, the lightning trout as well. And uh, from the video that I've seen, they look like they're pretty good sizes. I mean, they're probably with three, some threes, some fives mixed in. And I think I did see a couple uh, bigger ones, uh, for you know, for their derby. But, yeah, 2,000 pounds. Uh, it costs 20 bucks to enter. Um, there's a couple stores that actually sell the passes there. Um, I guess you can buy them all the way till uh, 12 o'clock today. And then uh, the derby final weigh-in is at 1.30. So, I mean, you know, if, if you wait till 12 and – you got an hour and a half to fish in the Derby, but, you know, most of the people bought them, you know, throughout the week. So that's uh, that's kind of cool to see here in Southern California already, getting getting closer to that transition. I agree. I agree. All right, so that's uh, up there, Gregory. What else you got going on? Uh, well, Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, they stocked extra heavy for the holiday weekend, uh, a big load of catfish, um, and they uh, put some double digits in again. Uh, nothing too giant, um, but I did see a few that were probably over 10 pounds uh, that they stocked in there, along with just tank after tank after tank of catfish. And what's cool about Santa Ana River Lakes is is they just don't dump in one spot. They have different spots picked around the lake, so it definitely gets these fish, you know, enough time to kind of swim around, and, you know, that way everyone has a chance to catch them. Um, a popular way uh, that people are catching them there at Santa Ana River Lakes, you know, being that it's 90 to 100 degrees outside, um, the fish, when they stock them, the fish tend to stay a little bit shallower. So they're going to be probably about 15 to 20 feet out or so. Mm -hmm. um, some anglers, actually the successful anglers, they, uh, they're actually using uh, Tony's uh, Bite on Mac Bite. Um, you know, then they also sprinkle some of that, uh, that Cajun sauce on there, uh, start you know, somewhat shallow, and then if there's nothing happening, they move a little bit deeper as the time goes on, and then uh, they're getting limits. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. And, you know, the one thing I'm glad you mentioned that staying close to shore, a lot of the mistakes that we see early on, people overcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And, 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 you know, you're fishing out in deeper water, which is great, but you're missing all the fish. Okay. So they circle. Uh, when they first stalk them, they, they behave very similar to uh, how they behave uh, from the farm. And so they go around circles and circles through the shallows. So that's that. Okay, so very good. Um, let me ask you a question. What's going on at our mm -hmm. local lakes? Uh, the local lakes, well, actually, let's go to our favorite lake, Lake Elsinore. Mm -hmm. uh, right now with the holiday weekend, uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of boats, jet skis on the water, but it doesn't mean the fish aren't going to bite. I mean, get back in those, you know, those deep coves there with some, uh, with some trees and stuff, soak, you know, soak some mac bites in there. You'll probably get a good catfish bite going. Um, I know that uh, that some of the bass guys that, you know, that, that fish it, you know, all the time, 
you know, bass fishermen are. They, they know they're getting them, but they don't tell you until about two weeks later. Oh, yeah, two weeks ago I caught it. You know, if you're lucky, one. they'll tell you if you're lucky. <laughs> well, if you're third, though, they'll tell you. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I just won't tell you where. I'll just say, anyway, they, they go, uh, where'd you catch that? Mid-Lake. That was my favorite <laughs> answer. Mid-Lake. And then you get to oh, figure yeah, it out. Oh, Definitely. Well, yeah, so you got Elsinore. Uh, uh, Lake Paris uh, has been doing very well for the bigger bass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to a few guys that have been fishing there uh, midweek, um, and they're they're seeing a lot of uh, steady five pounds, all the best about eight or nine pounds uh, largemouth that are being taken out of there. Um, now, uh, they also have the, uh, the Inland Valley uh, Regional Parks uh, just wrapped up their month-long uh, catfish derby. And then uh, congratulations to Alan Taylor from Rancho Cucamonga. He was fishing uh, Guasti Park and caught a 6.94-pound catfish, which he was the overall winner, and he won like 1200 bucks for that. And then, uh, you know, and then they have a, a couple prizes for the, a couple smaller fish as well. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I think uh, we're, we're getting ready for the transition, okay, from uh, summer to fall. And um, mm-hmm. it's coming. So the trout is going to be coming here pretty short, a short time. The catfish are still doing very, very well. So that's a lot of fun. So there, there's a lot you can still do in the lakes and uh, the local areas. I highly, highly recommend uh, going out to um, Lake Elsinore. And the reason is this. Number one, you get to go visit with William. Okay, William is at Launch Point, that great facility that uh, they now it's been done for a couple of years but that's where we hold the dream extreme fishing derby uh you go into launch point stop over there he's got his tackle shop right there williams bait tackle and boat rental the key is this before you get on the lake stop by the tackle shop and get the information you're going to need the information Uh, the fish do move they have these things in the back of them that's called a tail and when they, when, they, when, they, when they move that tail, they actually move. So some will hold to specific areas and some will, will run around. And then here's the thing. Um, there's hot spots, okay, and those do change. So the best thing to do is stop by the tackle shop, Williams Bait and Tackle, and get the, the skinny, if you wish, on where the fish are biting. And then get on the lake, catch some fish, and when you're done, Come back towards the the to towards the tackle shop, and there's the bobber. Okay, you you'll be very amazed and very pleased with the quality and uh, of the food. It's just unbelievable, and you get to more than likely see uh, see, see uh, William himself, and he's there, and he's a great host, and um, I, I think it's one of the few places that actually f- offers you a full experience. You can go fishing. Uh, you have a tackle shop on, in the spot, and you have an unbelievable restaurant right there as well. So it can be a whole day thing. All right, listen, we're going to take our first short break here. It's Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. Big, huge shout-out to one of my dear, dear friends and somebody I hold in very high regard, and that's uh, Captain Andy Reese from L.A. City. Okay, fire department. He's on his way to work. They're really working hard these days. All right, folks. Uh, let's hear for our first responders. This is Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. Angler Chronicles will be right back. And I know, 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 I know. 
Angels Radio. AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it, so I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. There's a reason for the sunshine. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And before I uh, get too far, and, and there's a lot of you, and I hope, I'm sorry if I miss you, but a uh, big, huge shout-out to Cliff and to Don and to Paul and to Mike. I mean, uh, great, great people. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening every Saturday morning with us, and uh, we really do appreciate it. Okay, so if I if I missed you, don't worry. I'll try to get you throughout the, the show. Um, just that there's so many, but we love you and we thank you and uh, we couldn't do this without you. All right. One of the things that I'd like to talk about is uh, Steve's been a very active little man lately. Actually, little man, that, that would be me. So he's been very active lately, putting some stuff up on fishing, uh, um, on Friends of Angler Chronicles. And one really caught my attention, Steve. So I'm going to I'm going to take you to that one. And that was something you posted uh, yesterday evening about tagged albacore okay now this is something you know we've talked about albacore just completely missing us for the last 15 20 years but uh this was kind of cool you want to explain the program well first of all you want you want to uh, uh uh clarify that missing us is <laughs> that's that's a very small sample uh, mm-hmm. there's plenty plenty of albacore it's been a pretty good year for albacore although it's winding down they're just north of us. They're catching them in uh, a little bit in far, far northern California and um, pretty well in Oregon and especially in Washington. They're getting a very few, a handful of bluefin tuna mixed in with them, and, and they've gotten one or two Dorado, uh, you know, uh, one or two Yellowtail, but obviously it's mostly albacore. They've been catching a lot of them. So 
there's no shortage of albacore. I recall quite well in the 1980s, there was about a three or four year drought with no albacore. There were no albacore anywhere. Um, the, the fear at that time was that the monofilament high piece drift nets had decimated the population. And that is probably what happened. Uh, the very few albacore we caught had net, all had net burns on them. So uh, not everybody knows that, that ordinary nets can't catch albacore, but the monofilament drift nets can. So anyway, short, long story short, there's plenty of albacore. They will be back because it's just a matter of local conditions. Um, that being said, uh, there's and and this also applies to bluefin tuna too. I couldn't, I just couldn't find a nice post like that one, where uh, NOAA, National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, uh, is putting tags in in both albacore and bluefin tuna um, that they want back, and they're paying a a, a pretty nice reward. They uh, if you catch and again. What I put up was about an albacore, but it applies to bluefin tuna also. Um, they look like they have a little um, antenna coming out there, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of odd. It looks weird. I've, I've seen one, and it looks really weird. It's like they got an antenna coming out of their uh, rear end. Okay. And um, some of them are just little dart tags, and they just have information printed on them. There's a $20 um, reward for that. But some of them are actually a little satellite tracking system that they surgically implant in the albacore. Yes, they really do that. And um, that really gives a lot of information on where the albacore go or the bluefin tuna, how deep they go, when they go, where they go, et cetera, et cetera. And for that, they'll give you 300 bucks for the tag only. And if you feel like uh, you want to... Uh, Pack up the whole fish and uh, and return that. They'll pay you five hundred bucks. And so you can find more information on that either on the Friends of Angler Chronicles uh, uh, Facebook page because I put a little a little uh, bit of information and a link up there, or you can go to the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. Go to their fisheries page, and uh, they will give you more information. But it's uh, it's really it's in a Anytime you, you, you see something, a study that the, that the albacore went here or the bluefin tuna went there and they were over here in uh, July and they were over here in September, that's where they get the information from these satellite tags that they uh, surgically implant in these, in these fish. And, and clearly they survive it quite well because they get a lot of these tags back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I, I think the albacore and bluefin is going to be a little more difficult to to, to find because these fish move so much, and um, yeah, so so much goes through their lifespan. However, I'll tell you what: in all my time, I've actually caught two fish with tags, not at a lake. I'm talking in the ocean. Okay, one was a sand bass, and one I forgot what the other fish was, and I turned in the tag. Not knowing, you know, what was going to happen. Next thing you know, I got a T-shirt, a hat, stickers, and all that stuff. You know, they weren't paying big money for it, but uh, a really nice letter thanking me for turning it in because apparently... Oh, oh, and then they gave me 
the information on that particular fish of what they had, where they had originally tagged it, where it had traveled to. And it was kind of cool to, to do um, something like that and to receive it. Like I said, it, it's just a T-shirt, but yeah, I meant something a little special. There was no money exchange like this, so now I'm going to go hunt albacore real quick. Okay, I mean, 500 bucks a piece, that's, that's pretty good there, um, Carson. So uh, we're going to have to go catch some albacore. All right, um, but it's uh, good. Like I say, they, 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 this particular notice that I found online just had to do with albacore. They were actually advertising it up in Washington State where people are catching a lot of albacore. Mm -hmm. But um, don't be surprised if you catch a bluefin tuna that's uh, um, got a antenna sticking out of a very awkward place. Yeah, well, he, here's the thing. I mean, this is where technology is really cool, okay, because... Um, yeah, well, you know, you'll get to find out where it was tagged and all that. But the thing is, the information is sent back to NOAA will give us uh, migration patterns. It will give us a lot of information that then can be translated for us to go out on a day that's free. You don't have to worry about a, a license today and then go hunt some, some really cool fish, you know. So um, very cool. And as a reminder, as Steve stated, there is no albacore uh, being caught here in Southern California at the very um, southern point that I've heard. I've heard Oregon. You've heard Northern California. That's really good. Washington is definitely uh, a good place to catch the albacore. And just for you guys to go, oh, albacore, albacore. Well, keep this in mind. The average fish right now is about 20 pounds. Okay, and actually, it might be even be 15 because I know how we fishermen like to make them bigger than they really are. These are not big fish. Okay, so think about this: we're catching bluefin here like crazy, and um, had a really, really good week of big fish again. So albacore holds a certain mystique. What would you call? What would you call that, uh, uh, Steve? A, a certain well, yeah. something. They have they have a legend because of course there's been many many years in the past where you know obviously they they've run quite well. Also, it should be noted in the in the distant past and in and let's just say some old people's memory, they can remember just railing on them all day long or or for multiple days in a row because up until about twenty no not even twenty years ago until about fifteen years ago. There was no limit on albacore in California waters. Mm -hmm. And now, there, you know, it's not a restrictive limit. It's actually more than sufficient, depending on where you are. If you're north of Point Conception, that is around Santa Barbara, if you're north of that point, and that includes all the people in Oregon and Washington, uh, the limit on albacore is 25. If you're between Point Conception and the Mexican border, the limit on albacore is 10. And if you're south of the Mexican border, and we used to catch plenty of albacore in Mexican waters, the limit on albacore per day is five. Still plenty of, uh, of uh, fillets to take home. So, All plenty. Right. Uh, yes. Plenty of albacore. Absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned that there's been some big notable fish. And one of them I want to mention because it's really up your alley, okay, and you actually made a comment about that particular rod and reel uh, the Pacifica okay just came back with a 226 pound bluefin it was another day and a half and the thing looks like a beast and it was using a, a pen a rod and reel and you noticed that it had a little yellow tape you want to explain what that means well yeah just a, a, if you look at the, the pictures it's on both the Seaforth 
uh, website, Facebook page, and also the the boat Pacifica. And uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles and, and Angler Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And, and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they're pretty proud of it, and it's a, it's a beautiful fish. I want to emphasize, I didn't catch it, and neither did you. Either one of us caught it, mm-hmm. but a nice, uh, some nice angler, lucky angler caught it. But um, uh, there's a little strip of yellow tape on the butt section of that rod, and that tells me that it is one of the field test models that um, I've had scattered about in, in several different boats on the fleet this year. Of the, uh, They're not quite out. They're not in your local tackle stores yet. Of the Penn Carnage 3 West Coast Series rods. So there's uh, rail rods, there's jig sticks, there's bait sticks, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, with luck, uh, you know, this year, who knows how, how, how shipments go, of course. Uh, uh, many well-advertised transportation issues of all kinds of products but in theory they'll be in your your favorite local tackle store uh in late october sounds great sounds great so that that's uh you know as i saw that and i go oh look i look closer and it was uh I, I could see the yellow tape you you actually brought it to public but yeah absolutely so that, that's yeah, they, good they, stuff they've, they've been using those since since uh, very early this year, I mean, they've, they've, you know, you know how it is on a party boat. Mm-hmm. The gear just gets, uh, number one, it gets used almost every day. It gets abused. It gets thrown around by the public that, you know, how they, you know what they say, treat it like a rental. Uh, that's what people do. And um, they've, they've survived that kind of abuse and just caught uh, a lot, lot, lot of really nice fish, over 200 pounds and uncountable numbers over 100 pounds. Well, that's the good thing about putting these rods out there. Um, you get to try them out. They get really um, tested, if you wish. Um, you get it from somebody who knows how to use them to people who are just starting out, and you get a good good feedback uh, on how those rods are. Now, these rods will be available when, Steve? Do you know? Uh, late, late October in your favorite tackle store. There you go. It seems that that's the target date. Um, also, um, you know, because there's some, uh, this stuff was featured at ICAST, right, in July? Yeah, exact, exactly. So this is, this is what I was spending almost all my time on at ICAST. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there were, there's actually 69 different new rod models, but in the Carnage 3 series, but there's 12 specifically that, that we worked on. Uh, that I worked on with a number of different captains and uh, that are in the West Coast series. And obviously because of the size of the fish that they're catching lately, um, the three rail rods, there's a heavy, and uh, excuse me, there, yeah, there's an extra heavy, there's an extra, extra heavy, and an extra, extra, extra heavy. Um, I've already had people asking for a 4XH, and I'm like, oh, I can't even pick that up. <laughs> so... Um, but those are the ones that are that are getting the most attention. But you know, when I was at uh, Guadalupe Island a couple of weeks ago, on board the Vagabond, we were using some of the the medium heavy ones quite successfully on those those nice seventy to one hundred and fifty pound yellowfin mm-hmm. that we were catching at Guadalupe. And of course, there you have to pull very hard because if you don't, Mr. Shark comes along and he decides he needs your fish worse than you do. So. Yeah, and he, and he usually wins. <laughs> the taxman. He, 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 he pretty much almost always wins. Yeah, yeah the taxman always wins. Okay, so um, <laughs> let me just um, 
uh, add to that that um, it seems like I said October November it looks like a whole bunch of new product is coming out and so everybody just pay attention to your local tackle shops yeah, I know that, that, that's the norm after the ICAST <coughs> show you know that's the big for, for those that, that aren't familiar with it ICAST stands for International Convention of Allied Sport Fishing Trades and it's held every year in July in Orlando Florida now last year because of COVID they didn't have it but uh, we're back on schedule this year, and um, it's basically visualize the Fred Hall Show times 10. It's the entire fishing tackle industry worldwide all gathered under one roof showing their products, for the most part, that are not out yet. You know, right. and sometimes, sometimes the stuff is, is going to come out in a week after the show, and sometimes it doesn't come out till you know, six or eight months after the show. Most of the time... They show it in July, and they'll have it in your local stores. That's that again. There's so much new product, and I guess I guess Tony is not on this week, but no, he was there. But he was there. Okay, but listen, uh, let me let me hold off here. I can hear the music in the background. We got to uh -oh. go to a break, and yes, and we'll come back because we'll talk about that because that's something to look forward to. It's almost like Christmas in November. <laughs> All right, this is Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA Anger Chronicles. We'll be right back. Are we going, Leilani? There we go. Okay. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. Got a 
Welcome back, everybody, at Angels Radio, AMA 30K LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And as we were going to um, to break, we were talking about all the great things that are coming late in the year. It's usually October, November, December, so just in perfect timing for uh, Christmas. So make sure that you let people know, so your wives and uh, everybody else, special others of what you want, okay, because there's some good stuff coming. I do know that uh, Ben, for example, he's not here today because he's just getting ready. We're, we're heading out on the ocean, honestly, for two and a half days. So he goes, hey, Serge. I gotta get all my stuff ready. I said, okay. So they have a they have a lot of surprises coming down the road. So, all right. So anyway, so as I as I mentioned that, um, I've got two um, great people I want to talk to. I've got Donna from uh, um, Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, but I also have Captain Rick uh, Scott calling in from the Ocean Odyssey. And Donna, please hold on for a second. But he's calling from his sat phone. So I want to say good morning, Rick. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. How are you doing, my friend? Where are you? Oh, we're headed west out to the spots that come up really high out here. We can catch some bonita, rockfish, maybe a tuna, a yellowtail, mm-hmm. like that. All right. It's, uh, it's a bit spicy out. We're going up and down pretty good. Oh, are you? So, really? Okay. But, uh, we did it. Yeah. It's windy. We did a little searching this week. We went out, um, it was a week ago today, to the, to the far south, and didn't find a whole lot. And that last trip, we went pretty far to the southwest and didn't find a whole lot. So uh, we decided to come out here and join the other boats at the, at the banks. Everybody's been fishing up here. And uh, see if we can uh, put a trip together here. We got a two-and-a-half-day Um we left last night, and we're going to get anchored up out here and see if we can get some of those nice yellowtail and, and maybe go try to catch a big bluefin. Okay, great, because I'll tell you what, we're ready to roll. We're going to be with you on Tuesday evening, and I can't tell you enough how excited Rhonda is to get on the boat. She's, she's chomping at the bits. She wants me to go to the tackle shop. And buy. I, go, I go, relax, we have everything we need. She goes, oh, but we need more. We need more. I said, more of what? We got everything we need and then some. So it's a, she's just excited. And um, get ready. The camera crew's coming out. You know, Ron, Ben, myself, Rhonda, and John will be there ready to roll. Cameras in hand, and we'll make it happen. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. So do all your research now so Tuesday you're ready to roll. You so, talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you, Rick. What research is there to do? In other words, you know what? I want, I want you to not only find them. I want you to find them. We're going to go do the research when you're here. Now, We're going to go do the research when you're here. No, no, no. You need to find them now so that when we get there, we go catching. <laughs> oh, I see. You see, like, you like, you like the well, pressure? Unfortunately, we're not doing we're not. We're not doing any research on this trip. We're just following. So okay. Um, so uh, let me ask you a question. You, you said guys come. We'll have, we'll have to go do some research. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. You said the weather's a little sporty, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Wow. We had. Uh-huh. No, we yeah, had, it's blowing probably. It's, it's probably blowing 15 right now. It's supposed to. We're not going to be here after three o'clock. Um, it's going to be blowing almost up to 30. I saw 27 last night. So we're going to. Try to get a morning in here to try to catch some fish, and then probably run to uh, Clemente and hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were at Clemente this week with Ron, and um, 
It was like, like a lake. It was like fishing Lake Elsinore. It was unbelievable. All right, Rick, um, we'll, we'll be seeing you in a, in a couple of days here. Um, get it going. It, do you have any openings for the rest of the season? Oh, we do. Okay. Um, October 3rd, I think, is our first trip that we have openings on, and then uh, there's some trips in October that uh, have lots of openings. Um, and I think if hopefully fishing turns around here so that we can get those spots filled, but uh, we need some yellowfin to come in, and uh, we need those drado to come back. We don't know what happened to that. We see them, but they just don't want to bite. We don't see uh, big schools of them like we were when we pull up on the gels. We see just a few, mm-hmm. but uh, there, there should be more coming up the line here. We've uh, got a south swell. We need maybe another storm or so to yes. the south of us to push that stuff up. I know there's a bunch of yellowfin waiting down below. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're far, so they got a long way to go. But as you know, they can go 100 miles a day and be here in a couple of days. So we need some of those yellowfin to move in here to uh, start, uh, start our summer or our fall. All right, sounds good. Well, listen, give me the website so people can go check those dates and get, get loaded up there. OceanOdysseyFishing.com. You can book right online or give you a call at 619-889-4535. Okay, you got it. And get ready. Run this coming. <laughs> uh, we're ready. All right. We're my ready f- for We're going to have a good time. Oh, like always. All right, Rick, we'll see you Tuesday evening. And, uh, again, okay. no research. Go finding. <laughs> I love it. All right, my brother. You take care. <laughs> Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey getting it done. I appreciate it, my brother. I'll see you on Tuesday. You got it. You got it. Everybody have a great weekend. All right. Thanks. All right. That's Captain Rick Scott. Like I said, Ocean Odyssey. And uh, now let me go to a very dear friend of uh, Angler Chronicles. We've been associated uh, since day one. Okay. This is Donna Kalas. Um, Donna, can I say owner-operator of Dana Worth Sport Fishing? Yes, you can. Good morning, Sergio. How are you? I'm good. It's a little early for me, but it's it's great. Isn't it wonderful? I get to do this every Saturday. And you see, here's the thing. I, we've already been on the air for 40 minutes. So think how early I have oh, to Oh, my get, goodness. I have to get up with Ron, and the two of us come in here every... Ron, we've been doing this for, at least for Angler Chronicles, for almost eight years. And um, before that, I was doing it Jeez, another seven or eight years. It's almost like you don't have a life Friday nights or Saturday nights. I know, right? Yeah. I remember coming up there with Chris Peak at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. That's fun stuff. Okay, Donna, the reason uh, you're on is we love you at Dana Wharf. We always say it's perhaps uh, one of the most professional landings I've seen, and I think that a lot has to do with you and your personal touch on this. I've known your dad for many years as well, but I think you have put a – a different touch on this. You're also in, involved with NOAA. Am I correct? Yes. I am a MAFAC member. Mm-hmm. Okay. So congratulations on that. And there's mm-hmm. a big issue that we're going to bring attention to right now happening or potential could happen to the sport fishing industry, both commercial and recreational. So um, we want you to be one of our spokesmen, uh, one of our spoke. One of our spokespeople. How's that? Well, I want to be. <laughs> All right. Say it so, right, Sergio. Say it it's right. Okay. Spokes, spokespeople. Spokespeople. I'm good. Okay, excellent. So, Donna, well, you've been around fishermen for a long time. So, you know. so, so Donna, okay, why don't you present exactly what we're talking about and then what can our listeners do to help the cause? 
Okay, so we are saving fishing. So first off, I want everyone to go to savefishing.com. And let me tell you that during COVID, we were made aware that the California Air Resource Board Harbor Craft regulations, they were making a proposed new rule. This new rule would put all the sport fishing boats out of business by 2026. And I mean that because they are requiring us to upgrade to new engines that do not exist yet. So this is from San Francisco to San Diego. You've seen stories, you've seen articles. We are not exaggerating. This could really happen. Um, And so we are going to every single place that we can to tell people to please help us, write the governor, write the chair of the California Air Resource Board. Her name is Leanne Randolph. Tell her, tell the governor that you want to fish and that fishing is part of your life and that they need to stop this unneeded regulation. Um, Sergio, I would just tell you, you know you go fishing on all these boats up and down the coast. You know that we do everything we can to reduce pollution. We're talking about harbor craft. We're in the harbors for a very short time. We do not plug our boats in. I mean, we plug our boats in at night. We do not run our engines in the harbor. Um, There are so many things that we do to keep pollution down, and we need everyone's help because this is really going to happen. We have a target on our back, um, and the fleet upgrades to the the engines that are in existence. We do that all the time, um, and we just need help because this regulation is going crazy, and there's no stop happening. No, no, no. Listen, I, I, I agree with you. And, and what's really crazy, and this is get it gets me, they're asking you to, you know, put an engine in, you know, new motors that don't even exist yet. My right. understanding from some of the designs that they're out there is not only do they not exist, but the plans call for something that is much, much bigger than what you normally have. So chances are they may not even fit. Okay, on your vessel. Right. So, so then what do right. you do? Right, so it's a massive whole reconstruction. So we have to put big uh, DPF, I don't know, people know, they're bulky diesel particle filters. They're huge, and they go on the boat. So someone explained it to me the other day with some fun, 65 feet. We're going to have to put another 40 feet on that boat to, to even put this new... Um, you know, all this new stuff on the boat. So it's a massive rebuild that we couldn't even do, and it's a safety hazard. But where are we going to put a 120-foot sump fun? You know, it, right. just, it doesn't make sense. We're not – it's just something that we can't do, and um, we really need people to know that this is happening, and people are like, why can't you just comply? There is no engines at this time to do that with. So – Commercial folks, they they have an extension, uh, pretty much unlimited extensions from what I've been told. But our fleet, the sport fishing fleet, was cut out of that. And so we do not have the same extensions. We're called a commercial passenger sport fishing fleet, but we do not have the same um, carve out as the commercial fishing. So that answers that question because a lot of people have been asking. 
All right. Well, you know Danny Jackson. He's our producer. And I was talking to Danny because his son is Corby Jackson, and Corby is a commercial fisherman. And we were talking about this yesterday with Danny. I guess Corby had told him, he goes, Dad, you have no idea. Okay, these engines could cost up to about a million dollars and say, oh, yeah, but we'll give you six years to pay for them. Um, that, that's, in many cases, that is everything you could possibly make in a season would go just to mm -hmm. repay the, the thing. So it, in many ways, it would put you out of business. And for anybody right. listening right now, you need to go to, give them the website one more time, Donna. Savefishing.com. And sign the petition. That's right. It's super simple. Yeah, so right now it's, a, it's something real simple, and I know that we're coming up somewhere in September. I think Marco had told me somewhere in September, October. Yeah, September 21st is when the proposed rule comes out. Mm -hmm. So we need everybody right now, um, before we even continue talking, I need you to go to that uh, website, sign the petition. It takes 30 seconds. I mean, it, it, it's quick, okay? And get it done because... If you love fishing in Southern California and you don't have your own private boat, and I wonder what's that going to do to private boats um, coming right after They're that. They're next. They're next. Yep. Okay, so if you want to continue to fish these local waters, um, that's, it's going to take us to move mountains. And one of the mountains we need to move is in Sacramento. And we need your help. We need you to sign, and we need to get going. You know, we, we have dodged, dodged a lot of bullets. Okay, this one this one looks ominous. So, hey Donna, it's scary. And just one really quick thing: all the things that you do on the water, all the donated trips, all the friends of Rollo, all the fish for life. Those things would go away because we could not do them anymore. All right, Donna, stay with me. I'm going to take a short break. Come back. I want to talk to you a little bit more about this. Folks, this is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Angler Chronicles will be right back. It's gonna be bright, 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 sunshiny day. I think I can make it now. The pain is gone. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio, 
AM830. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Anger Chronicles, and you know, this information should be as important and get your attention as thunder. I like that. You know, that, that was a bad segue. But anyway, Donna, we've got Donna from uh, Dana Worth Spirit Fishing. Donna, I'll let you know i got Steve Carson on the line. I have Ron Hobbs in studio and our dear friend Andrew Hi, Mack. Okay. Hi, Donna. How are you? Good. How are you it's doing? It's good to hear from you. Okay. So, yep, yeah, it's all good. Let me just do before anything, Andrew, just let me know. He's uh, he's out there in the hunting grounds. I know you had a good opener yep. with the dove. So, Andrew, go ahead and get going, bud. Um, thanks for calling, and then let me, give us an update uh, during the week, okay? Yeah, well, dude, that was a perfect song, by the way. I was loading the shotgun. That's called... <laughs> Thunderstruck those doves, all right? <laughs> All yeah, right, my friend. Is, uh, shooting time. All right, guys. Talk to you later. All right, excellent. Okay, Donna. So let, let's go ahead and, and continue. Let, let's do one more thing. Refresher website. Give it to him now. Savefishing.com. Exactly. So easy. What's that? It's really easy. We have a petition already. We already have twenty thousand signatures. Um, just you know, go on there. Savefishing.com. Um, if you need any questions answered, you can call me at the landing. You can email me, and I will get your answer. And, and here's the thing. This is something we were, we were getting at as we went to break. We all fish on party boats up and down the coast of California, okay? Yeah. If you'd like to do that, guess what? You better do something about it because if not, it's going to go away. Okay, the best that you'll be able to do fishing-wise is watching a TV show. That's about as close as you're going to get from people fishing somewhere else because it's not going to happen anymore. And, and, and what they're requiring or what they could potentially require from all the landings, all the boat owners, it's just simply inconceivable as far as uh, uh, the actual structure of the boat, the actual cost it's going to put everybody out of business. And so how does it affect the common guy? Well, listen, today we're, we're all happy that we get a free day. There's no license required in California for today. That's great. But uh, if this were to come to pass, you'd have a free day of fishing and nowhere to go fishing. Just think about or Not no, only that, but think about, like, the state of California. How many licenses do we buy? Like, we our boats sell thousands and thousands of licenses a year mm -hmm. and that would go away yeah all you that you can't get on any sport boat without a fishing license and that's what we do for the industry as well so it's crazy to me that we could be off the water and let me tell you really quick they ask why carb california air resource board has targeted sport fishing boats and they say it's because they believe that our customers can pay a double ticket or a triple ticket fee. And now, that's I don't know not you, that's, Sergio, but you, that's not true. That is not true in the least bit. In fact, everybody, I mean, look, you got fuel costs going up, you got food costs going up. I mean, all these things add up, and you know, e right. eventually it just gets out of, out, of, out of hand. And I just, 
again, uh, the best way to avoid all this, uh, every listener, please go to SaveCalifornia.com and get no save fishing uh, save fishing save see this is good we get to say it three more times save fishing.com all you yeah. gotta do is click on there it takes i think 15 i, I when i did it, i think it, co- it took about 20 seconds the first time yeah Marco called, seconds. yeah and and, and and you get it done and at least at least you have a, a voice in it because if it, this does happen uh and you didn't do anything about it you're responsible Okay. If you if you yes. did something, if you did something about it, and it didn't happen. Good for you. We saved it. Uh, this has tremendous ramifications. Not even. And let's not stop at okay. You won't be able to go fishing because you don't have a platform. Think of all the other industries. Okay, that are related to that. So, tackle. Right. Tackle shops. Um, I mean, just go down. We the have line. almost every single chamber of commerce that's on the coast has written letters opposing this rule Mm -hmm. so as you can imagine because we're all working waterfront so restaurants shops everything is you know supported around the sport fishing boats and well watching boats when we're in the harbor so this is drastic people are scared i i can't stress the importance uh ron steve you guys got any comments on this either one of you well, I, I can tell you about about 15 years ago, I attended a number of meetings in Sacramento on a little bit different topic on the, if you recall, the MTBE uh, addition to fuel and um, some carb meetings where they were lumping outboard motors, fishing outboard motors in with automobiles. And... I caught them red-handed, they didn't care, completely falsifying their numbers. Hmm. I called them out on it in public, and they just sort of laughed it off. They're they're just a a reprehensible group. All right, and for everybody listening in here, uh, uh, Steve Carson has now posted on Friends of Angler Chronicles, you know, um, how... You actually put the link there, right, Steve? Just hit up there yeah, and yeah. you'll take I'll, it right I'll, there. I'll put up a couple of different versions of it so that people can follow it easily. But I, I've got sort of the, the summary is up there now. Okay, good, good. So Thank it, you. Oh, absolutely. We are, we, we're we on, on this uh, as hard as we can because we understand what are the ramifications if this thing passes. So uh, we love you, Donna. We don't want to see you go away. And... Um, And it's not just me. It's every single sport boat from San Francisco to San Diego. Mm -hmm. So it impacts every other And once the sports boats go, they're going to require it for the smaller boats, and then the smaller boats won't work out. And so it's it's a very, very, very bad thing. Okay, so uh, let's get everybody involved. One more time, Donna, give them the, uh, the website. Thanks again, Sergio. Thanks to Angler's Chronicles. Um, please go to savefishing.com and sign the petition. It's really Thank easy, you guys. So much. It's really, really easy to do. Yeah, Don- if you want to call the governor, if you want to call Leanne Randolph from California Air Resource Board, go ahead. We need all the help we can get. I don't want to call the governor. I want to do something else to the governor, but that <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait until the 14th, see what happens then. But anyway. I actually, I would say, I just want to say that the governor during COVID told people to get out and go fishing. Yeah. Um, and so we're holding him to that because this, this ends fishing for us. 
So yeah. there you go. Very important. All right, Donna, uh, Dana, if you, you know, while you're there, you guys have had a really good week fishing. I've seen some great, uh, even Dorado, Yellowtail. you got some great good things going on. What's the uh, best way to get one of the boats at Dana Wharf? Just go to DanaWharf.com, and you can book a trip. Local, uh, the Fury just released their October schedule, so I tell everybody to go there. DanaWharf.com, and thanks, you guys. English Chronicles, you're doing a great job. I appreciate it, Donna. In fact, we are on the, Ron? We're on the Some Fun on the 29th, guys. All right, so, so come and join please. us. Yeah, no, we love it. We love yeah, it. It's what a great landing, you know. They, they, it's so clean, beautiful, and they, they you can tell they really take their uh, um, landing seriously. Uh, uh, it's I can't say enough how a landing looks when they're just they're all in the same uniform pretty much they're all you know they have their own colors they it's outstanding Donna just keep very, it very up and, and we'll do the best we can uh, for you oh. and you know I Sergio's going to ask me my opinion right now I don't have I, we don't have enough time and it all it all boils up <laughs> it all it all boils up to the governor yeah. Because even you know we defeated that thirty thirty, and what does he do? He does an executive order. So, yeah. Yeah, we didn't defeat it. No, yeah, we. we did so not. you know, guys, just get out there and go to this website and call their whoever that it is. Just do it. Yeah. And Leanne get it. Randolph. That's it. And go ahead and get angry. It's okay. All right, folks. Um, Listen, we love your captains. Uh, I'm thinking Brian, Pika, Chad, um, all of them, Tommy. I mean, you got unbelievable captains. They've been with you a long time. Very professional. Corey, how can I forget Corey? Um, We love you. You love Corey. Um, Well, I know Corey from the days when he was, uh, uh, I think he was a deckhand or pinhead. Uh, on a shark boat in Orange County, so I mean that—that's how yeah. far it, I've known him since he was a little tyke. So, and it's just—it's great to see the uh, the evolution. Family man, I can't believe that with kids is great. Yeah, anyway. little Carter. Hey, just really quick, Sergio. I know that you love Fish for Life. Fish for Life has a trip coming up on nine twelve. I will be there. If anybody wants to come down and just watch the kids get on the boat, you know how special that is. Mm-hmm. So September twelfth, another Fish for Life trip. I, out of Dana Wharf on the Dana Pride. The, you know what? I implore everybody, go out there. You know, you don't have to get on the boat, but you you want to see it. We've done a couple of episodes yeah. with Fish for Life. It's one of the coolest things in the world. Oh, absolutely. You see these kids. And um, it, it, it's the day before we leave for Cedros, but if we can make it, we'll be there, okay? Nice. Have fun. All right, Donna, thank you so much, my friend. Please keep fighting the fight. Without people like you, we can't do it. So we love you for that. Let's save fishing in Southern California. Savefishing.com. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Bye. All right. That was Donna Kalis from Dana War Sport Fishing. Okay. Well, we just burned another segment. Just burned the first hour, Ron. All right, Steve. Stay tuned. The sheriff's on, uh, it looks like the sheriff is on deck there. We will be right back with hour number two is Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. back. Hey, sports fans. It's time to discover a new way to bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers offers an in-game live betting experience that's second to none. When the game starts, the betting action really begins with loads of in-game betting options, including instant betting. Plus, Bet Rivers Sportsbook offers live streaming of matches from around the globe. Bet on the game while you watch it, all in one place. Download Bet Rivers Sportsbook or go to BetRivers.com today. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place. So we got to bring the warmth to it. 
Sometimes the world can seem a broken place, so we gotta strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we wanna live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, powering Americans. Hi, this is Trent Rush, and Angels baseball is less than 12 hours away on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. It's Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. You know, uh, Ron, I know the Angels won last night, which means that he's going to get on here now, the sheriff, and he may be pulling his gun out of his holster because I saw what he did with his daughter catching out some my spotties okay but he's the sheriff roaches deputies he runs the world Ron. you know well, you know well when you're like he is i mean he can do anything he can throw a jig like five miles and you he, know the jig slinger he's himself. Jig slinger and he's just one of the best people i know and good morning danny <laughs> wow <laughs> good morning ron and uh, good thank you for that and uh of course, Steve Carson, Andrew Mack. Good morning, Sergio, and everybody. You know, Serge, it's really great to hear from Donna there at Dana War Sport Fishing. And Ron, you uh, you summed it up so so well because you know the work ethic is what gets me at at, at Dana War Sport Fishing. Uh, you know, all of these the crew members are in the same uniform, all the different boats. Of course, uh, you know it's not a bunch of different owners; it's one owner. And everybody has to be on the same page. And and when when you go fishing, I don't want to say too much about them, but well, yes, I do. Um, they're great. I mean, it's just it's a very professional, polished uh, organization. So, and uh, you know, speaking of the safefishing.com, I just took a look at it uh, while that signed up on it. And um, you know, you mentioned Corby. Yeah, Corby told me I don't know it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, for those that don't know, my, my son is a commercial fisherman, actually bait boat, because they fish squid a lot. And um, he told me, he says, Dad, we, if, if we have to, he said, you should see my engine room. You can't turn around in my engine room. And they're expecting the, uh, all these boats to put something in there that's twice as big, I suppose, as as the regular engine that's already in there. And uh, so people are going to have to build new boats. Well, who's going to pay for that? You're going to, if it can be done at all, it's going to be all of us sport fishermen that want to get on these sport boats, and um, so it, it's not good. And it, uh, Donna mentioned uh, something about an extension for com- commercial fishermen. I, I don't know anything about that, but you know we're sport fishermen, and uh, we're right now we're concerned about the availability of sport boats. Uh, for one thing, why well, are they going to be there? And if, assuming they are going to be, some are going to be left, the pricing 
you know, somebody's got to pay for all this. So it, it's, it could be a complete disaster. So we all need to get a, get a board and sign this petition and make phone calls. Uh, and and so I, I get amped up about it when I think about it, Sergio. No, yeah, absolutely. We got we got to do our part. If not, it's going to go away. And then uh, don't you're going to be crying to mama, and that will be too late. Well. All right. So anyway, uh, sheriff. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, tall order. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into. It. I got. Uh, in fact, let me do this, uh, Leilani. Why don't you queue up? Uh, Mr. Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. He's going to join us for the rest of the trip, uh, rest of the show. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Sergio. All morning, right, Danny, and everyone else. Okay, I also have Brian. Hey, good morning, Oliver. I also have Brian Braga, but we're going to Brian. Just hang on tight here, and uh, we'll come to you in a second. But anyway, uh, Danny, um, we got a big month coming up. Uh, I can tell you that I put my finishing touches. Now it goes to you on Tuna War 6. So uh, heads up, everybody. We're going to try our, our best to get that one out, what, for next Sunday? Danny? We're, we're going to make our, our best effort to get it for next weekend as, as, soon, as soon as we possibly can. Hopefully next weekend. Excellent. You know, I like you, Sergio. I've seen the rough cut. And, boy, this, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this episode with the big blue fins and uh, – it's just incredible. I mean, it, this is really one of our best ones. And, and the, the, again, the cinematography from our ace videographer, John Simpson, the aerial shots of the kites and the balloons and the big fish, uh, it, it's just an excellent episode. And I, I can't wait to get started on it, Sergio. The smallest fish that we have was 100 and change so that'll put you guys into uh, into perspective okay i don't want to you know blow the i mean i just wrote an article for uh, fish taco chronicle so you can see the story there but uh, until you see it you can't really appreciate it we got some great like i said some great footage a lot of night action okay and that uh, it really is what was happening uh, for a very long time it looks like we're going back to that the bigger fish started to bite this week and it looks like we're going back to those bigger fish. So really cool stuff. It, it really has some great, great cinematography. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. That's with Dave Marciano from Wicked Tuna and Paul Hebert. And I want to thank, by the way, thank Mike Lum, okay, instrumental in getting this thing done and, and everybody else involved, Howard, etc. All right. Danny Jackson, I just kind of queued up for next week. But uh, the following week, what's going on this week? Well, this week, you know, you're talking about uh, charities. And, you know, Sergio, uh, my hat's off to you, and I, the whole uh, industry should be, uh, because of the charity work that you and Ron do uh, with, with, the, with TV and, uh, and radio. But uh, this, this show that we're going to run tomorrow uh, is actually the 20th annual uh, Fireman's Fish Off uh, aboard the El Dorado, Tornado, and Triton. But... Um, it's uh, it's what you mentioned your fun, your friend there or the uh, firefighter I guess he's a captain correct Andy, Andy Reese Andy, uh huh he's Andy a captain Andy Reese and and uh, so this is aboard those three boats it's actually you know it's it's competition but it's friendly competition but mainly what it does it raises money okay for the Grossman Burn Center and the Firefighters Quest for Burn Survivors and so you know the charities. You know, like Donna mentioned, um, of, uh, Fish for Life and, and the things you've been doing well, Tuna Wars, uh, for uh, Friends of Rollo. Now, this is what 
Angler Chronicles is all about, Sergio, and that's one of the main one of the many reasons I'm proud to be associated, and especially with the kids. Um, so anyway, that's the episode that's going to run tomorrow. It's uh, L.A. City versus uh, County, L.A. County firefighters, and again, what I said, call it friendly competition. And uh, there's great calico bass fishing, yellowtail fishing is all at San Clemente Island. And uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, tomorrow morning at 8.30, El Valley Sports West, same channel that you were used to with the old Fox Sports West. So it's Valley Sports West, 8.30 tomorrow morning, and it'll, it, we'll kick it off. And it'll air five times this next week. Sergio. Yeah, no, it, it's a great episode. It allows us to do a lot of stuff. In fact, uh, you know, I got a message this morning that he was actually listening to the show. He was on his way uh, into uh, into work. So really, really cool. Oh, okay. Very race. good. Excellent, excellent, Danny. And I saw you got some uh, spotty action there, so it's all good. Okay. Yeah, we, we just, it was a little goof-off trip for Carrie. You know, my daughter, you know her real well, Carrie Lester. Mm -hmm. And and we just, we fished a little bit in the harbor, got some spotty action. But uh, let me tell you, I release every spotty I catch. Sergio, doesn't matter the size. They all get released. Well, so let, let me yeah. ask one one question here because you know I don't know of too many people that eat spotties, but uh, I'm gonna go to Carson. Uh, have you ever eaten a uh, spotty, Oliver? You too. You can opine on this. And Danny is, has Ron. Have you even ever eaten a, a, a spotty? I've never eaten a calico. I, I I can say that I have never eaten one. Um, I don't even think I've ever even ever even kept one. Uh, maybe when I was a kid or something, and you know, you want to show off. Hey, look, mom, look what I caught. But um, I've, I've never eaten one. On, I, I don't think I ever will. I don't want to. Well, I'm like I'm like you, Sergio. <laughs> I, um, I've never eaten a calico even, and you know, spotted. They're even harder to catch, and I just, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Don't uh, do it. I I just don't eat bass as a rule. Uh, have I ate bass in the past? Sure. Uh, guilty as charged. Uh, but have you eaten younger. a spotty? Have you eaten a spotty in particular? Never a spotty. Yeah, Never and, and, and the reason I ask is I, I've heard um, somebody said they tried it and it wasn't very good. And I said, well, maybe because of where it lives. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're not in open water, not in, in clean water. Um, you know the like, bays and like eating a mullet. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. All right. Well, Danny, uh, you, you well, did really good. You know. Let let me say this, all the spotties, they're, they're a great uh, light tackle, ultra light, uh, inshore, something anybody can fish for. Um, I certainly have never eaten a spotted bay bass, but I've caught them for many years. And you and I have been a lot of, uh, of uh, the uh, episodes, uh, you know, on the spotties. I love fishing for them. And pound for pound, I'm telling you, they, they fight as hard as any bass that swims in the Pacific Ocean. Pound I for, guarantee you. On pound that. for pound of the three basses, calico sand bass and spotted bay bass, they have to be the absolute champs. Okay, uh, I think I, a spotty. I, I think a spotty record right now stands around six point six pounds. Um, it, it, I, I can't even imagine a six point. Or six pounds body. Okay, I know what these little guys oh. can do. My goodness. So, well, listen, oh, they're they're yeah. great fun. <laughs> so do get, so. This is what I would say, and I know Oliver loves to take some of the new rods and go down up and down the coast. Rick Fuentes fishes for them a lot. Uh, it's very important to uh, release them safely. They're a lot of fun to catch. 
I'm not going to say they're uh, there's any. How can I say that they're not a, not short on uh, quantity? But you know, at the same time, if you're not going to eat them, just let them let them do their thing. They're great ambush fish, a lot of fun. All right, Danny Jackson. Okay. Anything else you want to share with us? No, that's it. I'm just thinking Labor Day weekend, and and uh, why not run this uh, fire the annual fireman's fish off these these first responders. You know, Kathy and I are watching this special right now about 9-11 on, on uh, Nat Geo. And, uh, boy, these first responders, and it's no different right here in Southern California, these, these uh, men and women work very hard to, to keep us alive and to keep us in our dwellings. And and uh, so I'm glad to run this episode uh, this weekend, Sergio. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's a lot, like I said, I've got a couple of friends in Lake Havasu that – have now lost their property. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a big, tough one. All right, Danny Jackson, yeah. thank you, my okay. friend. All right, you have a great day. I'll talk to you a little bit later. Oh, uh, you bet. See you guys. All right. Folks, we've got to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Brian. Brian Braga, we know him from Page. Okay, that's a, it's a, it's a good clothing. We'll talk about that when we come back. Notable catch for him this week. We'll talk to Oliver, Steve Carson, and my buddy Ron We'll be right back on Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. But there's one thing I know. The blues they send to meet me. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next-level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. The tide is high, and uh, so is uh, Newsom. If he thinks that we could survive, you know, if the industry can survive these little, uh, oh my God, um, don't even get me going. Savefishing.com. Imagine the amount of money we're going to lose 1.2 million fishing licenses, number one. Number two, all the spending that people do before they go fishing. Thank you, Mike Blue, on that one. You know, there's so many things that go in with this. And I just can't imagine. So all they're going to do, folks, to make up this ground is raise your taxes. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing he's done with it because if not, uh, FCC would have a little field day with us. But anyway, uh, let me do this. Brian, I know we asked you. Uh, you were coming to you, but you got to just stay, stay tight there, Brian. Let me go to Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. He gives me us the report. Good morning, Steve. How you doing, bud? Hey, good morning, guys. How's everyone doing today? I'm pretty good. Oliver, you want to say good morning? <laughs> good morning. I, I can never hear Oliver, just, just so you guys know. I promise that I will not play his song today. Okay, so, he, uh, so, so Steve says that conveniently he can't hear you, so uh, there's a problem with the line. Good morning, Steve. Uh, always anyway, good morning, Steve. Always hey, good morning. Uh, let's start out with the Eldorado. After a little over a couple weeks down, they're finally back in action, and just in time for their two-day fishing syndicate charter that left last night i'm sorry sponsored trip that left last night they're going to be targeting bluefin and yellowtail so uh best of luck to them but they are back online um when they get back from this fishing syndicate two-day they're going to turn right back around i got a two and a half day charter leaving sunday night so we'll be back uh ready for you guys starting wednesday night excellent excellent you know it's so nice to hear that the el dorado is back on in, in the game and um uh, how convenient Oliver, that it's a fishing syndicate sponsored right. trip. You know, that's really cool. I saw G, um, GT's pictures last night. I go, yeah, this is cool. All right, so, and, and there's some good fishing. And, you know, I'll tell you what, if, if there's some good fishing out there, the Eldorado will get them. So, uh, when, when did you say your next available uh, trip is? It'll be Wednesday night, Serge. Wednesday night, okay. And that would be just an overnight or a day and a half? Yeah, just, I'm sorry, uh, overnight. Overnight freelance trip. Okay. And I'll tell you, right now, Clemente's giving up the fish, and, and um, that's one of the spots he could go. Nick is the other one. Just amazing, amazing fishing going on right now, and there's plenty of opportunity for everything. Okay, so that's the overnight. How about the Victory? How's the Victory doing? Victory's been fishing local waters. He's been doing pretty good, picking away at the bass, a few barracuda here and there. Um, a couple days ago, Captain Phil actually uh, opted to fish the deep waters, or deeper waters, I should say, and found some big reds, big groupers actual limit style fishing and then you know went outside a little bit more and limited out on sculpin so you never really know what the victory is going to do just kind of be ready and they're kind of alternating between local fishing and catalina and you know looking offshore for those bluefin uh, a couple trips they they did make out there they just basically watched lots and lots of fish out there but you know usual bluefin they didn't want to bite anything but Victory departs every day at 6 a.m. Returns approximately 4 p.m. Guys, uh, limited. We're still limiting the loads to 35 people, so mm. it's a good good time to go out fishing right now, guys. Absolutely, and you know it, it's fishing. You know it, it's not catching. Okay, it's fishing. Exactly. So Let's get it's on the water. Well, the one thing I also like, and Ron always points out, that um, Long Beach Sport Fishing has a great facility. So, if you're one of those people that happens to forget something, from sunglasses to tackle to even your fishing license, you can accommodate them right there on the spot, right? Yeah, for our, our yeah, exactly for our little shop there, I got uh, there, I got a lot of tackle in there, guys. Pretty much, you know, some of the latest and greatest and the usual stuff. But uh, and you know, we keep our prices competitive. Competitive. We want you guys to come, you know, not feel like you have to stop somewhere else. We just come on down and we got it all for you. Now keep in mind, guys, a lot of the stuff that he stocks, he's is Phelps approved. Okay. Exactly. So, so it, it works. So if you like hookup baits, man, he's got hookup baits there. Oh, okay. we got the hookup bait. So he's he's got it all good there. All right, Steve, is there anything else you want to add? 
yeah, let me just mention uh, Sunday night we do have a, another open party trip on the Dreamer, uh, departing Sunday night at 9 p.m. for uh, overnight fishing, six guys only. Bring your own food and drinks. Um, it's 400 bucks a piece. Um, he's going to be targeting more than likely white sea bass, yellowtail, and there's a chance to fish offshore. So uh, if you want to get on any of our trips, just go ahead and book through the website, longbeachsportfishing.com. There's a little book online tab. You can click that and find the trip you want to go on. Look for the little green button there. Click it and, um, you know, set yourself up an account if you don't have one. If you have any problems, give us a call, 562-432-8993. Sounds good to me. All right, Steve, excellent. Hopefully we'll get to fish, you, fish with you personally real soon, okay? Yeah, well pretty soon hopefully you guys you guys have a great day thanks for the airtime i i appreciate it as always oh no we appreciate you all right excellent thank you steve all right all right so now let me let me go to this guy uh i've had him waiting for a long time brian braga okay and brian has a company called page now it's p-e-i-x-e um it's portuguese for fish Okay, so he, he, I guess he's Portuguese background. And the problem when you come to me as an Argentine, say Portuguese, the first thing I think of is Brazil. Okay, and, and Argentina and Brazil don't necessarily get along in, in soccer. In fact, we just beat them in the final. I love that part. Beat them in the final of Copa America to be champions. That was really cool. So you say you're Portuguese from Europe side, not South America. Correct, Brian? Yes. Okay, now that we have established that, now we can continue and interview you and <laughs> get the skinny on that fish. All right, listen, before we go any further, introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about Paige if you want, or just get into this notable catch of yours. Okay, good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Ron, and the uh, Angler Chronicle staff. Um, so... I started this company about three years ago, you know, want to pursue in the fishing business and move forward with it. So, and it was always my dream to uh, do a clothing company, you know, since I was younger, because mm -hmm. I dabbed into uh, art, being an artistic. Mm -hmm. So I started that out, and then uh, from then there, my grandparents were fishermen, so I just kept it in the family and keep going with it. So that's where I'm at. You also, but, um, okay, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, not only do you have Paige, you also work at Accurate, correct? Yes, I do work with Accurate and the Twins and Ben and all that. So, so it, it, it's a fun job. Yeah, and, and when the reason I, I love to see your post and you actually getting rewarded with a nice fish, you're a very generous individual. In fact, you know, we had you... Several times at Taco Tuesdays, and you bring some product so that we could raffle out. So, in that sense, we thank you because every penny that is raised during those Taco Tuesdays goes to buy shoes to put on the poor, and that's just just awesome. Okay, yeah. so Brian, that's just awesome. Okay, Brian. So now that we're everybody knows where you come from, a little bit of the background. Tell them what you did this week. Also, this week we're on our yearly two-and-a-half-day trip on the, aboard the Pegasus. And um, so um, not knowing um, what we're going for, so you're bringing your outfits and everything. So we headed out towards uh, Tanner Bank, and I guess they heard some bluefin were out there. <laughs> so there was so much live bluefin 
I mean, I've never seen anything like this. Um, so we headed out, and it was Saturday. It was a little slow fishing, you know, swell was up. But uh, we managed to get a, a 135-pound off the trawl. Mm-hmm. They were biting on the, the – so the bluefin were biting off the trawl, and they were biting off the kite So with the yummy flyer. So we were out there, and then – so it was kind of slow on, on Saturday. Then Sunday it picked up because we moved to Cortez, um, fishing over there, trying to get through the Bonita to get to the Yellowtail. Mm-hmm. That was a hard part. Um so as we're coming back to Tanner to finish up the trip, it was it went off Sergio and Ron. I mean, insane. We had three kites going. I mean, the trawl went off. We stopped. Then and then um, we handle the fish, and then we get bit off the kite. Then we got bit off again because they put another uh, flying fish out. Uh, so. We were had three hanging probably twice or three times on the boat. So now let me stop uh, you there and how important that so is. You know the Pegasus is what sixty five foot. It's one of the smaller 65 ones. Sixty five foot. Okay, so yeah, you got three hundred pound pl- fish going on at the same time. <laughs> uh, that could be chaotic. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. And it can I? I'll tell you this: if you had more kites up there. They all would have gotten bit. There's a huge volume of fish over the Cortez and between Cortez and Tanner, but more in the Cortez. And it looks like you guys got it. But you weren't playing with a 130 pounder. You were playing with something a little bit bigger. Oh yeah, that, when when we were fighting this fish, uh, I would. I mean, I've pulled on a 130 pounder, and I, I, you know, my dream was to like try to get a big fish. You know, that's all of our dreams. And after pulling on, like two years back, pulling on a, um, one of these fish, I was like, there's no way, no way that, like, you know, my size and try to pull on this. We had to have help. Wait a minute. But, what do you mean your size? How tall are you? I'm 5'4". I'm, I'm a little guy. Oh, that's right. You're shorter <laughs> than me. I forgot. Yeah, uh, I'm short. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Not, not a word. Ron was about to say something. He stopped himself. This is good. FCC uh, cautions you. No, but it's okay. So, um, yeah, I, I just want to you know bring it to this. It was 212 pounds, okay? Yeah, I got to go to break, and you're going to stay with me. Uh, but I just want to say yeah. something, Brian, that is definitely a fish to brag about. Get it? Bri- brag. Yep. <laughs> Brian Braga? All right, all right. Listen, stay with me. We'll come back. We'll have uh, let Oliver chime in and Steve Carson and Ron. Uh, you're on Angels Radio, AM eight thirty KLA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM eight thirty. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. 
Hello, I'm Chef Brie, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. Welcome back, everybody's Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. That's called Smoke on the Water, and that's actually what Brian did. He smoked them on the water. Uh, you like that? Some of my oh, segues yeah. are okay. Some some are kind of, mm. but that was that was I guess that was okay. You know, again, uh, we're talking to Brian. Uh, he's bragging, braga, brag about, <laughs> bragging about a really cool fish. Now, 212 pounds. That that is definitely considered a cow. All right, and uh, it's quite a feat, and especially when you're five four, okay. And people don't realize um, uh, you were using the rail. You're you're probably on your knees, putting on your weight on it, huh? You're doing the whole thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and people. Under the armpit. How long? How long did it take you to bring it in? I think it was about forty five minutes. That's that's pretty good. Forty five to an hour. Yeah, Carson, two hundred twelve and forty five minutes. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. and and yeah, there's uh, if you're anything above or below quote unquote average size, even by a couple inches, it, it makes the whole thing a lot more a lot more awkward because I mean, boats like everything else, they're made for average size people. Mm-hmm. Now the only thing, and, and this is something Brian I think will attest to, um, when you're shorter, you got you're more powerful, okay, and you you use more finesse. Sure. Brian, just go with me on this, okay? Just go with it. And, and, and so you, you, you're, you know, more technique, you know. You don't just have brute strength. We don't need that. We use technique. Does that, does that sound good? I'm, I'm, I'm working here really hard here, Brian. Help me out. It's a science. Remember, oh, yeah. it's a science, Sergio. Yeah, it is a science. It is a science. It's also a sport, which makes us all athletes. Think about that. All right. So, Brian, I, I just want to commend you. It was, it was a very, very nice catch. Uh, you actually started a trend. Um I've seen a lot of big fish this week, and all around that, uh, the, the biggest one I think I saw was 230. Uh, a lot of fish in the 180, 190, and all in that area. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of fish. It's getting them to bite. Was this a night bite or a day bite? This was a day bite. Okay, so they've changed that. When we were talking about tuna wars coming up in a couple of weeks, the episode, um, that was almost strictly uh, a night bite. So. 
Uh, needless to say, I missed a lot of it because I will not jeopardize my sleep. Ron knows that. So, uh, but it was good. It was really good quality fish, and and now they switched over to daytime, which is really good. You can fly the kite a little bit easier. Okay, flying a kite at night that's not re recommended, right, Steve? <laughs> uh, exactly correct. Yeah, there there has been a little bit of a night bite off and on, mm -hmm. but that's either been on uh, glow in the dark type jigs, like it has been for a while. And or uh, sinker rigged live baits. Yeah, in, in in the daytime, most of the bites on the bigger fish have been on the kite. But right. at night, it hasn't been that. Brian, what did you use? We use we use we had a um, a yummy. We had a, a yummy flyer that mm -hmm. was hitting off and then flying fish as bait. All right. Did anybody try the flat falls and and, and all that jig sticks? I mean jig rigs. Yeah. Uh, we had nice jigs, we yeah, had flat falls with the glow in the dark, and a couple of people were getting bit off at nighttime, and they they scored like a hundred fifty pounder easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. And Steve, uh, I think you'll test this, and, and and Oliver. The nice thing about night, uh, you can go to one hundred and thirty, one hundred and fifty, two hundred pound if you want. They don't see the line. Um, it's dark, so that's why you want to do a nice glow in the dark. I'm convinced these days. I, I right now. If somebody asked me flat fall, I would actually do a knife jig. Um, that's the way I like to go, a nice, big, and long. Make sure that you change all the hooks out. Yeah, I, I would add a couple of dance, what they call stingers, dancing stingers, stringers from owner. They just some really, really good hooks. Um, Steve, let me ask you a question because this, this came up. Um, you can't fish more than three or four hooks in California, right? Uh, only for rockfish, lingcod, and salmon. All right, so what so, happens? Now, I know we, we use the Alabama rig that carries up to five hooks, and I know that's legal. But when when you hook up or you or you set up one of these knife jigs, et cetera, can you have too many hooks and break the Not if you're fishing tuna. Okay. No, no, you can have – in fact, I, I – I can't say quite often because I change up a lot just to experiment on what the fish are doing. But in some cases, with especially with a long, one of the longer knife jigs, you know, like a, a 300 to 400 grammer, I may have two hooks on each end, so for a total of four. That, that's um, what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, if you catch a lingcod or a rockfish, you can't keep it. And if you appear to be targeting lingcod or rockfish, with with a with a jig that's hooked like that, then you are in violation. But if you're fishing tuna, and somehow accidentally let your jig go down too deep, and 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 a rockfish bites it, um, just you got you can't keep it. Yeah, the only thing that I would tell you guys, uh, you definitely if you have a rockfish on the boat. So let's just say you did happen to catch one, and you save the fish, you do not release it. If you're boarded and they see an outfit that has more than two hooks, you've got a problem if they really want to push it. And you can say, I wasn't using that one. And they're going to say, I don't care. doesn't matter, okay, because they don't know. So you, you can't do that. But um, Ryan and I had that conversation. He, you spoke to somebody. Um, yeah, I talked to Brian Young, and he says, absolutely, you can use, uh, you know, four, five, six hooks as long as you don't catch a rockfish. Or, right. You know, any, you know, but you, there's no limitation. There's no limitation. Because, you know, we, we did a, an episode where we actually showed uh, the umbrella, A-rig, whatever you want to call it, and, yeah, we were using five hooks, and it's perfectly legal, okay? Right. Two hooks is only for uh, rock fishing, okay? And extreme, uh, extremely exclusively rock fishing. So if you're going to put... Um, 
you know, anything else that's going to require multiple hooks um, and you have a rockfish on the boat, you're in trouble. Okay? So, I, I, there. I cleared it. All right. So, Brian, so, um, yeah, knife jig, I think, is the way to go. Nighttime, it's nice that they're biting. I want to congratulate you, mm -hmm. Brian. 212 pounds is a very notable Thank catch. You. And it uh, looks like you, you you just went with the pattern of what's been going on, and, and it's pretty good. And, you know... Brian, brag about your, I like that. Brian, brag about <laughs> your fish, okay? it's uh, Is that your personal best now? Yeah, that's my personal best. That's Welcome to Cowtown, my friend. Welcome to Cowtown. Thank you. All right. Brian Braga, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, thanks for calling in. I know it was early, but thanks for, for sharing no your time and sharing your story. And I know that you started uh, a new sensation. There's a lot of big fish coming, and... Thank God that you got the first the first one I heard anyway coming up. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much, Sergio. All right, Brian. Yeah. Um, if you see uh, if you see Ben before I do, you probably won't because I see him on Tuesday, Monday, so holiday. But if you do, just hit him in the back of the head for us. Okay. Just walk up okay, and just slap smack it <laughs> as hard as you can in the top of the head and just said, Ron and Sergio say good morning. How's that? All right, I will. And then you better duck because he's going to turn around and pop you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, tell him Ron, Ron did it. Okay, Ron, Ron said. Tell okay. Him. Yeah, and then Ron, oh, Ron is actually going up to the mic a lot of times. He's about to say something, smiles, and says, no, I better not. I love this. All right, Brian, take care, my friend. Have a good one, you guys. All right. All right, now let, let me bring Oliver Solis in, into this. And good morning again, Bron, uh, Oliver from Fishing Syndicate. Um, the, the bigger fish are beginning to bite again. And I know that the, um, uh, the El Dorado went out last night with your crew, and, and Tanner is well within reach. Okay, in fact, um, Ron, we were on the Toronado this past week, and Joe goes, you guys want to go to the Tanner? You want to go to the Cortez? That's for an overnight. Yeah, I can't. That's you're, tough. You're, well, it's well, an eight-hour or so trip from Long Beach, right? Does anybody know? It's about eight hours, I want to say. So it's, it's it is, about eight hours, yeah. It's, it's doable, there. but you're not going to fish very long. And we decided not to do that. But uh, two and a half day, you got apple time. And hopefully, I mean, can you imagine GT? I mean, can you imagine GT just... Getting uh, putting that rod on the rail and putting his weight on it, that that poor fish has no chance. And uh, I would love to see GT. Right. Yeah, let's see. Well, they, they definitely have a they definitely have a chance. And you know, this is uh, I know that most anglers get excited about the uh, the summer, but as Steve has been saying, fall fishing uh, that's the best fishing uh, in the ocean. Uh, the, the, you know, the the weather may be the air temperature may be cooling off. But the water temps are actually at, at its best. Uh, you get the best weather typically out in the ocean during uh, during the fall, uh -huh. and the fish are biting. You know, we all, we uh, always schedule up all summer. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the weather because um, in the past, when I used to go, I used to go a lot of long range. Okay, at least one or two a year, and I would do them. And Danny was the one that would would arrange a lot of these after October first. And the reason is That's it's right. the end of hurricane season. So everything starts to lay down. And if you do it close enough, there's no hurricanes. The water's still in good shape. And um, 
you, and if you know me, I love to go bass fishing, for example. Go, let's go in the summer. I go, no, let's go in the winter. January, February, March. The bigger fish are the That's ones that right. bite. So um, right now we're moving into the fall. We've had an unbelievable season, and this thing is not letting up. All it's doing is morphing into something else, and you need to be prepared for the change. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago and for almost a month, it was all the Dorado you wanted, all the yellowtail you wanted and the patties. That's great. But we heard Rick said that's drying up. But all of a sudden, here come the 150-plus the pounders all the way to 300 pounds um, in the tanner, and you heard Brian tell us there was more fish than you can imagine. Okay, so the fish are there. It's getting them to bite and then getting them on the boat. Because in order for, for a boat to come in with, say, 10 or 15 fish, they probably lost 50, okay? The, the, the heartbreaks are big. People don't understand. And you'll, you'll hear this in, in, in tuna wars. And, I, and I'm one of the ones to blame. Not to blame, but I, I'm one of the violators. Is you got to use heavy line. And the captain can say, you got to use heavy line. 80 pound is not heavy line. You know, he goes, I want a, I want 130, I want 150, I want 200-pound test if they're going to bite it. And so you've got to feed them, you know, the maximum line. And then there's a shot when there's a fish on the deck, and you see the hook, and he actually pulls the line. He goes, if he's pulling this way, you're okay. But if he shifts and he shows you how the line goes into his mouth, he moves the line a little bit and sawed it right off. He goes, that'll happen to you as well. So... It's all about being prepared, okay? You definitely don't want to fight a 200-pounder on the bass rod, okay? You got nothing, okay? So this is where you bring out the heavier guns. For me, Oliver, I think your 7-foot XXH, um, you know, the, the 2X, I think I would do it for me probably with a, you know, with an international. I, I, you know, if I had, you know, I, has, I still have my 50-wide, Steve, international. Um, that would be a, a good reel. Um, or, you know, I'd, I'd go with the accurate 800 or 1,000. You know, those are the big boys, and, and they can get the job done. But the point is, you got to be prepared. Would you guys agree? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. uh, Southern California anglers, we're used to, uh, you know, the saying of you got to worry about getting bit first and then landing it after, right? And that's how right. we stick to the light line. That rule does not apply to bluefin uh, because, you know, you're in the school of bluefin that there may be some 20 to 50 pounders, and all of a sudden that turns into 150, 200 pounders, and you're not going to land them. There, there, there's no such thing as worry about getting bit and then worry about landing after. That's just, that rule that we apply to yellowtail and sea bass, uh, which are, you know, our game fish here, that does not apply so let me let me go to Steve on this one. I mean, you know, when you're fishing them at night, Steve, you don't have to worry too much about line, et cetera. They can't. It's, it's not that visible, right? Well, you you don't have to worry about the fish caring about the line, and in particular, you can use, you know, that last uh, last four feet, four or five feet. You can use 200, 250 pound, 300 pound leader to help combat getting bit off. But if you go to too heavy a line on the reel, you run into a couple of different things. Number one, your jigs don't sink nearly as well. So you got to use, as your, as your line gets heavier and heavier, your jig has to get heavier and heavier. And whether you're a, uh, a vertically challenged angler or you're an older angler or you just have sore elbows, 
that can uh, that can get to be a, a pain if the jigs are just too heavy that you need to, to sink your heavier line. Also, um, if the line is too heavy for the reel, you don't have enough uh, um, capacity. You don't have enough yardage. Sometimes the fish are down 200, 300, maybe even 400 feet, and you don't want to let half the line off your reel just to get down to the to the bite zone. And if you're using balance tackle with, say, a 130-pound line in the Penn series, now, no, I shouldn't say nobody uses a 50-wide, Sergio. Nobody uses a 50-wide anymore except for the kite. You don't mm-hmm. need a reel that big. Um, but I still have it. I guess my point is, we still, I still. There's, there's have a thing it. called eBay. There's a thing called eBay, Sergio. Uh, eBay. That, that one eBay has some. It. That one has some very, very sentimental reasons. Well, if Bonnie's 130 pound gear, that would be in in the Penn series. That would be a 20, which even that see that's half the size of the reel you have. Um, but you would use 130 with that. That's a big reel. That's a heavy reel. Um, you know, that's, that's what that, uh, but that's what men use. <laughs> anyway, oh, that, uh, oh, Carson, I've got to take a short break here. So let me go to the break, and we'll come back. and We'll finish that thought. Uh, I just okay. want, I do want to send a, a very special shout out to my buddy Enrique Lopez. He's uh, listening from none other than Hotel Palmas de Cortez in the East Cape. He's showing me a picture of the sunrise coming up in in the East Cape off the dock. That's so cool. So good morning, Enrique, and then we'll be. Uh, We'll be talking to you hopefully soon. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Always been a quiet place to harbor you and me. Our love is like a ship on the ocean. We've been sailing with a cargo full of... Angels Radio, AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody. If you know this song, it's called Sunglasses, Wearing My Sunglasses at Night. And uh, you need them for night vision on these big tuna. They bite at night. Well, I like fishing in the nighttime because uh, there's nobody on deck. 
That's because I'm in my well, there's box. There's a lot of people on deck, just not Sergio. Oh, oh no, you <laughs> yeah. won't find me. And I, you know, I don't, I don't make it a, you know, here we go now. It's just like I've, I've caught a lot of fish over my lifetime. I don't need to catch another. It's not going to interfere with my great sleep. Have you ever been out in the ocean, the little rocking of the moon? Sleeping is so awesome. I, I always say everything tastes better out on the ocean, and sleeping on, on a boat is just, oh, so comfortable. It's hard to get up. Okay, so just saying, just saying. Okay, so anyway, Carson, you were saying that. Uh, so, so my, I, wait, wait. Think, you were just saying that yeah. uh, my reel is just too big for you to handle. Is that what you're saying? Because the 50 wide, that 50 wide. Too big for any modern, sensible thinking person to handle. Well, when you can get, uh, I, I would say, I don't even really normally recommend a 20 size reel. I generally recommend in, in the international series when you're fishing the big ones up to 300 pounds, a 16 VISX, which is a third the size of your reel. Well, but 50, but keep in mind that's because you're using braid. Sir, now. That, I, yeah. I, well, yeah, I you're think exactly he's calling correct. that 50 outdated. Is that what he's trying to say? <laughs> so, he's let me, let me, it outdated. Let's just, and he's outdated. outdated. Let me tell you Get something. Needed. Don't, don't, like Ron says, don't poke a sleeping bear because Sergio will bring out all the old pens. I'll bring out the old four-odd yellowtail special, and I'll put them back in service, and you'll see they will work. Everybody asks me, goes, hey, I've got this uh, equipment I bought. You know, I go, did it work once? Yeah. Well, the fish haven't changed. It'll work again. I have a, I have a question from that. That's 50 W. Sergio, you're older. You're hopefully wiser, but definitely older. You're not Dude. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully wiser. Is that, what do you think, Ron? Is that true? That, well, um, I'm a heck of a lot wiser, but, you know, uh, I love Bud Wiser. But, um, so, but anyway, but you, they, it, it, <laughs> International 16, which is a third the size of the reel that you have, and I would fill it with, with uh, a 100-pound braid. I mean, if that's what you want, put 100-pound braid on there, and then you can use a, a short top shot of 80 or 100-pound mono and a short leader of 200-pound fluoro with your jigs, and you're good to go for fish up to 300 pounds. Okay. Uh, that way, so Sergio, when, I would... you're, when you're at the rail all night long waiting for that one bite, well, you won't be at the rail all night long, but when somebody else is at the rail all night long waiting for that one bite with the 16, you're going to be more likely to do it. That's the point. I have a qu I have a question from a listener. Uh, you know, we're talking about equipment, but this is about uh, the the um, knife jigs. Uh, what do you? Which one do you use, Steve? What's your Sergio? I like I, this season. I've been doing exceptionally well, and and a number of captains have been reporting to me that they've been doing well on the Williamson Kensaki, K E N S A K I. Um, like just about all jigs that are on the market, you can't use the factory hooks. They're just the the, the factory hooks and the, and the factory split rings not strong enough for for these big tuna. Um, you know, get the get the nice owner's heavy heavy split rings. Get the nice owner monster accessory hooks. Put them on there. And I actually did. I put up a couple of pictures on the Friends of Angler um, Chronicles Facebook page of those Williamson Kensakis. The ones that I pictured have all caught me bluefin over 100, other than the one purple one. All the other, the other three have all caught bluefin over 100 pounds for me this year. Mm -hmm. okay, well, well, I, I, 
I was yeah. using the one you had, and that was at two thirty in the morning. So they work at night. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, you know, and, and you say what brand? I don't know. I just went by length. Ooh, I like this. Somebody actually gave it to me, and I said, "Well, I like the length of this. I think I'll use it." So I, I don't even look at the brand. I just know what it felt like. You know, or the shape. There was it was glowing. The dark. I said, "This is go." All right, so. Um, all, all it doesn't good. need to be all. They don't need to be all glow in the dark. And and there have been a few a few instances this summer where people have have reported where it didn't need to be glow in the dark at all. Uh, mm. The fish were, were biting so well. But you know, half glow or having the nice. I like the nice glow zebra stripes, mm-hmm. just because you know when when I'm up at two in the morning, uh, you know maybe I'm not thinking too straight. At least I'm up. Um, uh, you know, they, they kind of look interesting to me. So I figure if they look interesting to me, maybe they'll look interesting to the fish. Um, so I, I like to have some glow on there. Uh, it, I, I caught my, my real big one last year on an all glow, but I, I'm not convinced that the jig has to be all glow. It just needs to have some glow in the dark. Uh, well, that's uh, just that. I like to categorize those as egotistical. egotistical uh, jigs, because they say, "Look at me, look at me, look at me, look how bright I am." But anyway, that's what you want. It, it, they oh, need to like see something. That. Yeah. Okay. Either, oh, oh, that that that's a good observation, Sergio. But Sergio, uh. how would you know if they glow in the dark if you're never up? That's Ooh. a doggone oh, good point, up. Steve. Well, you know, I have, I do have to get up to go to the bathroom, so I have to walk. <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 it sounds bad, but I mean, if, if I'll tell you what, if it's a early night bite in other words 12 midnight one o'clock you'll see me stay up if it's at three you can count that i will be in my bunk come and get me uh seven o'clock i'll get up okay that, that's just my my hours and ron always laughs like oh hey until i literally hear a, a fish hit the deck there's a certain sound that i don't get up but anyway beyond that let me go to a question i got and ron and i we both got this one and the question is uh, if it's a 45-minute to an hour fight, do you fight it all by yourself? <clears throat> well, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this one by saying, yeah, better. Okay. Now, can you receive help? Sure, anybody can help you. A friend that you can ask the deckhands for help. And in many cases, as you go through the bow of the boat, um, you know you can't reach all the way across. You know you got the anchor, you got a whole bunch of things. And yeah, a deckhand will get up there and he'll take the rod from your hand, get you around, and hand it back to you. Um, to give you an idea, when I was younger, okay, I had a three, almost a four-hour fight on a fish. I had to do it all by myself, okay, on that 50-wide, my, my friend, where not only, and, and Steve, you remember what a 50-wide would cost back then with a rod that was custom-wrapped. Oliver, how much that money was. It, it was mono. We didn't have uh, braid in those. It was all mono. And it really costs a lot when you, when you make $2.50 an hour. Well, okay, that's busy. Yeah. yeah. All right, but anyway, so, so here's what happened. I was getting spooled, and then they attached another rod to my rod uh, with clips and, a, and a, um, a buoy, and I physically saw my rod and reel go into the ocean, and I'm on a backup rod who was also getting spooled. That was a pen 115, if I'm not mistaken, the big nine on that was getting spooled. They had to put a, uh, a dinghy on the boat with a small motor and two deckhands. One to, to, to motor, me holding, you know, the, the fighting the fish, 
and, and then moving. Now, what happened was it was a big fish. It was 300 and change. The, the problem is at the end, I think it died, Steve. And so it was all that weight in the current. <laughs> it was just dead yeah, weight. Yeah. And I'll tell you, when I saw my reel, my heart came back into a normal uh, arrhythmic <laughs> beat because, you know, I, I'm thinking $1,000. Now, guys, $1,000 in 1990 ish is not a thousand dollars today okay i remember that 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 pen 500 was brand new and i uh, remember uh norris and i went out and bought it together i said i need one of these big ones because those that was straight monofilament you needed the the room you needed the, the space to put so much line especially 100 130. uh yeah today obviously uh technology it starts with the reels, the line, and the and the rods. It's just been simply amazing. You know, today you know, I can get away with something that's one fifth the size of that and get the job done, and possibly better because it doesn't tire you out. So, to that gentleman, Jonathan, who asked that question, uh, you forty-five minutes is pretty much. I think at that point, somebody somebody always poops out at that point, right, Ron? <laughs> And then you then you well, hand it off. You know, I bit. caught my hundred plus, and and it took me uh, almost two hours. Then again, it was on really light line. But you know, hey, um, forty five minutes would be great. Mm, yeah. So it, <laughs> don't, don't be afraid. Uh, it doesn't mean you didn't catch it. It's just in my younger days, I did that one all by myself. It was kind of exciting. There was a lot of breaking in between because you know, getting a second rod. Getting on the dinghy, chasing it—you know—it it was it was exciting for almost four hours. But um, yeah, I came back on the boat. I couldn't even raise a glass because everything shook. I I didn't fish for the next what, 24 to 36 hours. So it was enough for me. All right, listen, we've got uh, probably less than a minute left in the show. I just want to thank everybody and make sure everybody goes to fishing, save fishing.com okay and get signed up that's a big deal so you guys need to go do it um, and then Oliver I will see you later this afternoon okay I'm gonna come into the to the shop it's over there in La Habra was it 200 uh, Beach Boulevard 200 South Beach Boulevard oh, excellent so I'll be there this afternoon we'll be seeing you there everybody get out and vote absolutely yeah, yeah. okay you got this recall coming on the 14th you know I'm telling you, if you love fishing, you better get involved. All right, um, Don, I don't know if we'll make it to breakfast, but uh, we'll let you know a little bit later. I want to do a big, huge shout-out to my, my dear boy, um, Cliff. Okay, you hang in there, my brother. Okay, and uh, Paul, I hope you walk better. Okay, poor guy, he's got a knee issue. Okay, so we got all, all our friends out there, and we'll be on the Ocean Odyssey. So when we come back next week, we'll get a chance to report. Carson, any last-minute updates? Uh, I'm heading out tonight on the Pacifica, so hopefully the weather won't be too bad, and there'll be a few big tune out there for us. How many days? Two and a half days. All right, we might see you there. We'll be on the ocean, Odyssey. Okay, everybody, hang on tight. Okay, that's the wrong song. Ah, okay, I hear some nice... I like that song back there. Okay, so it's kind of cool. Maybe we have another segment. Oh yeah, we want to, you want to add another segment, Leilani? I want to go home out. Yeah, she goes, no, no, no. She wants she's done with us. It's time for you guys to go. Anyway, so um, all good. All right. So uh, Oliver, thank you. I'll see you this afternoon. Carson, I'll talk to you next week. 
Ron and I are pretty much out of here. Okay, Ron, we got to go get some stuff ready for the Ocean Odyssey. Yes, we do. Okay, and then after that, we got Cedros. Yes, we do. And then after that, we got the East Cave. Yes, we do. And no, we... you do. All right, talk to everybody later. See you next week. Nothing to